Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna pay? And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. For Mecca City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence. It's great to be back in the big seat opposite my buddies, my, my main men, the stars of the show, uh, Grado. What are you saying? And producer John. Hello. I just called you producer. Producer John. Producer John. Producer John. Sounds like a Star Wars character. Yeah, producer John. Aye, it does a wee bit. That was good. I wish I'd said that. Um, right, right, so See in the edit, delete all this and then make it like acid that it sounds like a Star Wars character, right? Because right? that right. was a good joke, John, right? Could you right. change that? Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, there's been a lot of filming going on, a lot of carry on, filming the Games Masters, filming, uh, what have you been filming, Grado, the Scott Squads? Scott Squad filming, that. aye. House is getting up, turned up, turned upside down for this wing coming and all, so that's why I'm in the kitchen where I've done my podcast with a belt in the background and all my pictures of myself and my pictures of Kurt Angle and my pictures of Sabu hitting me over the head with a chair that's all away that's new a pink room with pink carpets well actually it's grey grey with pink beds and all that kind of care on so beautiful I'm in the kitchen so but it's good to I, be I wouldn't have done that I wouldn't have done that do you know what happened to my mate my mm-hmm. mate got told in the scan he was having a wee boy blue everything blue 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 all over the place all the stuff they were buying, blue, everything like that. Do you know what came out? A wee lassie. Well, it's funny you say that, man, because I, I've been thinking about that. And all, but when I was at the scan, I kind of went here to the woman. I went, I went, is that not a pair of buzz? She went, no, it's no, it's not the buzz, but it's the, the lady version. And well, then me, I saw it and I went, what? No, I was just saying, let me tell you something, right? See what John said happened there. Mm-hmm. That can happen quite often, right? But the other way about barely ever happens because it's quite easy to miss a wally mm, but it isn't right. easy to miss not a wally do you know aye. what I mean aye and I think as well because we, we actually didn't want to know right away and she went oh I know what it is and if you and if you hear them say that that means they know they've spotted a, a, a vagina do you know what I mean Oh really? I thought I thought it'd be the other way about so they are see when I'm saying this back I'm thinking I'm talking I'm talking shit here isn't I <laughs> But it's a bit rot rabs, aye. Okay, what I mean, know. though, it's like you could go, mm, can I see a Wally there? I think it's a boy. I can't, I can't see a Wally there. <laughs> <Fuck's sake. laughs> 
I can't see a wally there. <laughs> what the fuck? Give me the idea. What does a woman have again? I can't even remember. Um, what, the, front bum. Must be a boy. Aye, front bums, wallies. It's got a bum. It's got, listen, see as far as I'm concerned, as long as it's got a bum and it can do a shite, then it's all right. It's can, it can, if it's got a mouth and it's got an arse, I don't care what it is. That's my... No harm to anybody out there that doesn't have a mouth or an arse. Like fucking cancelled now because oh, of our no. listeners don't have arseholes. <laughs> my arsehole was sealed up when I was two. I had an operation. My arsehole got sealed up and I was really offended when you said that. So apologies to anybody. I need to just keep moving on now. Um, we, we need because of the the deal we last week. By the way, was missing a show. I was actually quite delighted that some of the feedback forward forward devastated. Forward greeting and all that, like, oh no, I need show this week. It's, maybe you should show some love. It's like that thing that happens, you know, when somebody dies and everybody goes, oh no, he was my favourite. I love that guy. He was my favourite comedian. He was my and I'm like, why do you know fucking say that when they were alive? For? And say they're going, oh, it's fucking about shit again, isn't it? That was about shit. <laughs> See it when they're alive. That's the way I felt about wrestling daft. I was like, tell us you love us while we're on. Don't tell us Aye. you love us in a, in, in a week half. I need, I need, I think there's a couple of shout outs I need to do on this as well, John. Of course. Is there? Right. I, need, I need a shout out for Martin. Andy O'Neill. Gorham, Brian Loudrop. Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Former Celtic manager, Martin O'Neill. No, it's just another guy for Glasgow called Martin O'Neill. Uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he was, uh, he was um, an extra on Scott squad last week. And he loved the podcast, and I said, I would give, I'll give you a shout out. There's also... Mark There's also a guy um, that was on Go Radio this week called Ryan, and he sent me a message to say he was a big fan. So Ryan, Ryan Wright. Obviously, I want to give a shout out. This is a bit of sad news. Um, I've had a couple of messages, and I, I think, John, you got a message as well, um, from Drew Halliday's pals. Um, Tony, I got in touch. Tony, who is a, a delivery driver that I chased through the three towns for a, a delivery not that long ago. He was a lovely guy. I gave him a shout out. But sadly, his pal, his big pal, Drew Halliday, passed away, who by all accounts was a great guy, absolute gem. And he was a big Gradle fan, apparently. And apparently he dressed up at me, dressed up as me um, in the past before. So sad news. And I think um, I'm going to shout out to the, to the friends of the family and also going to go- dedicate this this episode of Wrestling Daft to Drew Halliday as well. Yeah, yeah, well done, mate. Um, let's see what the punters are saying. Sorry, I'm making a packet of Reuters, everybody. People were sad we weren't on. People saying things like Roger says the kids are crying now. And Peter says, can I believe they no showed even Jeff Hardy the decency to turn up, turn up while he was off his tits? <laughs> and Martin said he was going in for surgery and was looking forward to wrestling. Dave, hoping that we feel bad, we don't. It was good to have a week off. It was brilliant. And peace for you, lot. Cast your mind back a couple of weeks, right, everybody, when we were talking about Alan Anderson's gun promo. And we're talking about Rusev Miro with a gun. No. That might have been Billy Kirkwood that was talking about that, right? It was. Like, so what was... What oh, was I really haven't seen you in weeks. Because so you're right, there? I was doing it with Billy. Mm-hmm. Get on. What were you saying? What were you saying? Oh, you, you must have seen the Alan Anderson promo with a Glock. Oh, I saw the promo, but I was, what, what were you saying about it? What were you saying about it? We said well, I, don't even be, remember. I said there should be you were talking about how you think there's we said there's very few gun angles in wrestling, which is surprising considering the wrestling is very much a gun type. And, so I, had basi- and I had basically said that I've never like I can't believe how America how much they love guns, right? And are daft on their guns. I've been in a I've been I mean, I think every American person's house that I've been in, they've had guns up in the wall. I've had a mm. selfie of every one of the guns. Really, aye. But um aye. 
I'm surprised that there's never been like a, a gun in a no disqualification match or a street you were, fight and all that. Well, Grady, you were talking about like uh, that was how this has come about. It was I think that Rusev did a, a scene with a gun with Jericho. So, so I and then I remember this well because the big show got shot in the ass. I'm sure. We yeah, are, we're well, sleeping gun or something like that. Uh, uh, has given us the chat here. Oh, is he, he knows the score? I'm, ah, he says you were right. Says All right. right. He said it was for a movie for the, the Miro thing. He said, also JBL got shot a tranquilizer first and then decided to wrestle Godzilla, one of my favourite wrestling angles. Aye, and was there no another one I said as well about it? Oh, was that... Right, was it Rusev and Jericho that had the gun? Yeah. Was this in WWE? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking all the gaff. I'm laughing at this. Hold on, I'm just reading this next bit. Um, he's all talking about wrestling bed covers, right? Yeah. And Ian Drew Dice Clay says, uh, I remember about 2007, I took a lassie back to mine, and my mom had put Steve Austin quilt covers on my bed. They hadn't been on it for years. Why no? A one in ten chance that they'd be on big stone cold with his top off, oiled up. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> I never had wrestling bed sheets. I remember my nephew did though. He had like um he had wrestling ones. The big boss man was on them as well. I remember that. I remember big big boss man on his. Did you ever have any Gradle? No, I never, bed? but I remember being in a certain promoter's house who was in his late thirties and in his bedroom, he had paintings of Kane, Al Snow. The Undertaker and stuff. Have I told you this? Do you mean no. posters? Posters or paintings? No, paintings. As in, he got a guy in his room, he painted them, hand painted. Onto the wall? On he was in his 30s. On onto his the water. wall? Directly onto oh, the wall? Like, like, like a mural? Like a mural to these wrestlers. Oh my God. Aye. Thanks to Karate Warrior 2 for a couple of things, by the way. One, he points out that it's a 10 year anniversary of Hulk Hogan saying, Good night, Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks without a life. It don't know it's a work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks. Well, now, the t-shirt is still available at spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Thanks to Hulk Hogan for no shutting us down there for that. Have we actually sell any of them? Uh, we don't. I think it's coming up to Christmas now. I think we'll, no, that's a no. That's a no. We'll get some deals on the t-shirts. We'll get some sales for Christmas. But yeah, we need some no design. There's somebody that reached out to me. Um, I'm going to get back in touch with you who is volunteered to do some designs for us because he specifically wants that there's only one Tony Khan t-shirt developed. So oh, hey. Anyway, speaking of Tony Khan, I was in Smythe's. The toy shop was it Smythe's or Smiths? Smiths, I call it. Smiths, I would say. Fucking all the AEW gear. Was it? Oh, mate. Couldn't go to it. Frankie Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian, MGF, Adam Page. What do you mean, Gale at Toys? The, the, the toys, the toys, and also a big rings. A £100, um, like a full shelf full of AEW gear right next to the WWE stuff. Kenny Omega? And even the, I mean, WWE, I think there was a kind of, there was good to have been, but it was, it was, there was about 25 Frankie Kazarian ones. That's amazing. And it's mental to think, isn't it? I mean, you think, because like, you listen to Jeff Jarrett's podcast, right? He tried for years to get all that. That was like the main goal with TNA at one point was like, right, we need to get six-sided ring made into a toy. We need to get toys for this. It's all about toys and marketing. And that turned him years, man. That six-sided ring was a merchandise dream come through. I mean, that was Well, like... that's why you done it. Mm-hmm. That's why they done it, was to sell was to sell the rings, the toy rings, and then also it's kind of like they can go with a different promote, promoting kind of thing with it. Well, we've got six sides. Aye. Aye. I like the six-sided ring, actually. I'll tell you, I wrestled a six-sided ring. But, but, but where was it? What company? Yes, little-known federation in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, hold on. 
Uh, Karate Warrior 2 has also thrown this out, putting in a request to Grado and Robert Florence to review The Rock's rap effort on this week's show. On a scale of Conan's cycle to Macho Man's Be A Man, where does this one for the great one fall? Let's hear it, John. It's about drive, it's about power We stay hungry, we devour Put in the work, put in the hours And take what's ours Like in some more in my veins My culture banging with strange I change the game So what's my motherfucking name? What they gonna get though? Desecration, defamation If you wanna bring it to the masses Face to face, now we escalating When I have to book boost asses Mean on ya, like a dream When I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream mama So bring drama to the king, Brahma Then to an extreme mana Well, because we're wrestling fans That's just normal to us but I can see, because I did read the replies on Twitter, and it's all, what the fuck's he doing? But I think it's because we know him for wrestling, and that's just what kind of pops up now and again. But no, it's what the exactly. census dies to stupid shit like that, aren't we? Exactly. That's like, it's no... It's nothing. You know, that's in his, that's like, he's in his comfort zone now. Um, I think it was good. It's def- definitely better than Conan. Um, it's better than fucking Macho Man as well. Is it, 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 it better, however, than fucking John Cena's album? No, that was a great album, still, I will still say... The boy's a bad man. Create yeah, that, was, that was good, that album. Rush your teeth like Colgate. Oh, that, I loved that. That was a, that was a great album. Huh? Um, and also, I got that signed by John Cena and HMV in 2007. Mm-hmm. And I sold it for about 40 bar about fucking 10 years ago on eBay. I, was, I wish I still had it, man. <laughs> I signed that my, my WrestleMania 20 DVD. I feel like that's for GOAT now, but in it, that, that CD he did. I, I, yeah, know, I remember even at the time there was like reviews and all that their punters were kind of going this is actually pretty good we interviewed them for the radio about it because it was the only chance we had we thought well I don't even put I don't actually even put the, the interview out on the radio I think we just did it because we're wrestling fans we got the chance to talk to John Cena did you on the phone or when I was we talked to him on the phone did Rick Flair as well hey, did you put that out no I think we did so you wee weirdos in radio were just fucking phoning up wrestlers this sucks Pretty Pretty By box. the way, just before, remember, um, it doesn't matter. I got 20 Bentleys in the West Bentleys. It doesn't matter. Remember that? Yeah, yeah I. Uh, John, play us a wee bit of one of Cena's hip hop tracks, man. All right, okay, I'll get it. Let's a bit of the real deal. Okay. I think it's track six, man. That was quite good. Summer Fling, that was it. Is it, June? Here we go, here we go. Okay, come on. Yeah, we doing things now, man. It's just another day in the life, you know. Always try to do some big business. Sometimes when we having fun, some shit goes down, you know. You ain't expecting nothing, that something come out of nothing. It was just another typical day in the summer. Me trademark crab check my little brother. Like the chorus comes out exactly like chorus. Man, three wheel motion, killing fools like a hit man. You know some chill shit vibing now. On the corner of Elm Street, I locked eyes with her. I ain't stepping, man. This bitch had eyes with her. She came through the crowd, walked over to me, catching me off guard. She acting like she knew me. Her name was Shannon, huge cannon. She's hanging with Melissa. This big booty chick, you couldn't mess up. This chick was like a fitted cap. I don't know. It's kind of not the same. Bringing away with these lyrics, she said, I'm right down the street. She loved white chocolate. I got something sweet. I mean, it's good stuff, isn't it? Aye, man. It's good. Surprised they never done like a 
like the cat house and the cockpit and leads and all that. Can like we tour? Cat house. <laughs> Is that your dream? If you ever release a hip hop album, oh, play the cat house, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can play the cat house tomorrow, Gredo. You just played the cat house. T- <laughs> That's true. You did. Have you DJed in the cat house, right? I've never DJed the cat house, but I've played at the cat house. My band, President Prime, two thousand and four. Oh, you, you play, you've played the fucking the the, the, the Playboy and the fucking. You played, the, you played the um, the Jigolo and the fucking oh, uh, cat house, mate. Oh. <laughs> you played but, the bad boy. You played the bad boy up a cat house, mate. <laughs> played the cat. Played the bad boy up a garage, Grado. <laughs> I seen you up a garage, Grado. <laughs> Playing the bad boy. <laughs> Karate Warrior wanted to know, is there going to be a Grado rap track so you can fulfill your dreams of playing the cat house, Grado? Susan. Karate Warrior said, after, off the back of that, he says, can we have a Grado rap album? Could you drop some sick beats? Could you do that for us? I'd rather release a Christmas song. Right. We should do a Wrestling Daft Christmas song. Oh, yeah, like cover a little something. Like that, Why do a Wrestling Daft Christmas song? Right, let's do it. We'll get somebody to make us a beat. We'll all right. get in it. We'll, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll do the business. We'll get some of your catchphrases in there. That's, we'll, does that not kind of bring us on to the book? Who's the, the Irish boy that's great on Twitter and he comes on this podcast? He had the idea about the panto. Brian. Mm-hmm. Because the guy on the poster for Cinderella, the guy that's in my panto called Clark Stewart, who's like a pure, like, you know, like ship cruise singer. He's like, Kind of Daniel O'Donnelly, kind of with a hair slicked back and all that. He pointed out that he looks like Bruce Pritchard and he does look like Bruce Pritchard. Throw down, Brab, you will see for yourself. This I see man, him, I see him. He does look a bit like Stewart. Pritchard, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Listen, I just want to say here that Jimbo has jumped on the only one Tony Khan bandwagon, cancelled WWE Network a couple of weeks ago, signed up for Fire Fight TV, seen some class AEW matches, weeklies. Three minutes in the NDWA power for the first time. A well-tuned in bargain, seven quid a month. Only one Tony Khan, Jimbo's on the boat. Uh, and also, Scottish Wrestling Network says it was great to see wrestling our favourite bingo balance at WrestleZone's Gosh. Halloween hijinks. <laughs> and the early pullover for next week's show. Big shout out to WrestleZone. Big shout out to WrestleZone. They contacted me this week about shows next year. I need to get back to them. And bingo balance, you need to hope, you know, that, I mean, obviously we're all waiting to find out if he's pro too. We don't know yet. Brian says, um, <laughs> are we new currently the only people in the world that are promoting Pro 2 stuff still? I don't even see it on internet anymore. <laughs> the show has happened. I don't know. We're still going on about it. Are we the only people now? Maybe, the the promoter seen... himself is like, I'm just, I've chucked it. Uh, you're they, like, no, no, they're definitely. I saw a, a message they were talking pro two the other day. There, there was John. Get the fucking guy on the show, right? I know because I, I want. I want to get him on. Logan Story messaged me a couple weeks you know, after we spoke about it. I don't get a fellow on the show. We're supposed to be supporting the wrestling community in Scotland. Get a fellow yeah, on. The oh, show. Get, hold on, gearing up for the upcoming shows. Merch is starting to roll in, so you can get pro two t-shirts, which they've ripped off of the NWO. You can get pro two water bottles and a selection. A selection. <laughs> of Pro 2 water bottles you can get Pro 2 face masks god they've got better merch than Pro us. 2 face masks listen John let's yes. do a Pro 2 special let's get the guy on ask him in right. advance can he send us some t-shirts we'll wear them, we'll wear them we'll Pro wear 2 them. t-shirts today well Logan Storm is going sober for October um, good on him funds for that so go on Logan and the show is happening 12th of December it's my birthday 
there you go. Now you um, smashing through the snow, what they're calling the show. Smashing um, through the snow is a good name, by the way. That, is that the bounce station in Irvine? Is that a soft play? Uh, actually, I, I saw that. No, it's like that. a bounce. It's not a soft play. Trampoline <laughs> play. Fucking wrestling show in a soft play, John. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way would you get Pro 2 in a soft play. That's Come on now. Right, on the card, that is Andy but, Wild. That s- is Deke. That is Jason uh, Roberts. Is uh, Adam Shame there? Shamer told me he was. I'm sure Shamer was doing it. He's not on the poster. Shamer won't mind me saying this, but it's when I hear about the the water bottles and all that being bought, I remember. I don't know if I've told you this before, I'm sure he won't remember, but I remember Adam Shame in like 2008 bought about 800 Adam Shame t shirts, right? And you couldn't, and when I stayed at his bit where we were wrestling, you couldn't get moving. For his Adam Shame books, he's Adam Shame t shirts. I don't know, I don't know. Remember we went to, me and the boys went to Tina Park. You mean the classic Swanee. black and yellow, the were... classic yellow and black ones? Mm, that's a brilliant t-shirt. Ah, like I've, like I've still got a uh, photo in my garage, a painting. Adam Shame, that very one. So I do. But um, I all the boys wore it at Tina Park 2010. That, and I just left the community wardens as well. So I gave all the boys Adam Shame t-shirts my community wardens uniform. <laughs> I was going to the community warden uniforms in Tina Park. Too funny. <laughs> I want an Adam Shame t-shirt. I want one at all. I want one. We should all we should do this. We should be appearing on the podcast wearing t-shirts for people. Uh, Brad, uh, so I uh, so tell us about your panto as well, Gredo. Get a wee punt in for your panto. Let's see. Let me read who's in it. Gredo is playing Gradina. Liam Dolan, the, the big Dolan is playing Buttons. Uh, big Dolan. I know another new big Dolan was even at the jail yet. That's good. Alison Orr is the fairy godmother. Um, Julie Matheson is going to be playing Cinderella. Uh, Stephen Who's Pudden. apparently Scott Arfield's physios misses. So. Right. Stephen Pudden. Um, so you're saying Julie Matheson's man has rubbed Scott Arfield's groin? Aye. Stephen Pudden um, as Bobina. Bobina. Uh, Bobina, sorry. Sorry, I apologise. Nicola Ald is the Baroness. You get Scott Fletcher as Dandini, and you get Chris Scoogle as the Prince, and then you go. you've got Bruce Pritchard as the Baron. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your Cinderella. This year's sensational family panto, the Pavilion, mate. Pavilion. We start on opening night, third of December. There's a shorter run. Tickets are still on sale, but there's hardly any left, I believe. Oh really? So, can we get mm, guesties uh, today, though? No, I tell you we can. The pavilion, no. the fucking pavilion be, guesties. To, to, no. be, to, to be fair, Rab's got about a hundred kids, so he wouldn't get in. <laughs> Sorry. See, see the the um the tweet that we got. What, what wrestling characters would we have as part? I mean, do you know the first thing that came to my head was I reckon Jr. would make a fucking cracking dame. <laughs> do you know Hank? He would. Like I could just imagine him be like an old an old timer performer that's been doing it for years, man, sitting in a sitting in a corner, flying on his tights and his high heels and that, putting on his lipstick and like, Ken just like, giving everybody advice. And all that. I think Jericho would be a good dame as well. Can you imagine Jericho, Jericho a is a dame? Mm. Jericho would be a good dame. Um, Charlotte Flair would be a good Cinderella. She would be, no, I think she would be better at being like um, the, the evil, heel, the heel so, angel, evil. Like, oh, like, the evil. Fairy godmother or something. Like. She'd be Molly Holly would be a good, Molly Holly would be a good Peter Pan. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good, well, isn't it? You don't Thank do you panos anymore, do you? Like women dressing up as men to be placed in the pan and that, do you? You it's can funny. still find them. 
Yeah, it's a funny one. Peter Pan is one that happens quite often. Yeah. A, a woman plays Peter Pan. Yep. If you want Eddie to Guerrero t- could play Pinocchio. Who could? Eddie Guerrero. Could play Pinocchio. Because he lies. Ah, very nice. Yeah, you know I'm saying so. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And uh, I, no, I liked it. Did you? I liked it. Um, I tell you, I face that. <laughs> hey, maybe we could do a wee special pun in for next week where yeah. it's a pantomime wrestlers that are pantomime stars. Aye, let's get, that's what I want. I pantomime stars. That's it. Like ravishing Rick Whittington and all that, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Ravishing Rick Whittington. If you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just ras- random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter, Wrestling Daft, on Insta, Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Our email is at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Every week we separate the lateral flow test and the PCR test as we bury and put over stuff for the wrestling. And you want to put all this week, Gradle? No. Uh, okay, I'll do it then. I want to put over um, MJF. Uh, MJF doing his whole bit um, coming out and saying Darby Allen hadn't turned up for the match and all that pattern. I love all that stuff. Almost like old school Jericho stuff. Remember Jericho used to date with Goldberg? Um, uh, I'm loving MJF's work. I'm loving AEW. I'm loving Tony Khan's partner on Twitter. Uh, I'm loving the demographic part. I want to put that that over. Um, I loved uh, CM Punk's match on on Rampage. Uh, I think he's really... You know, he's been good. His matches he's had have been good, but he he, he looks like he's, he's getting better with every match. He's getting yeah. better, he's shaking after ring rust. Have you saw Squid Games yet? <clears throat> I've not watched Squid Game yet, no, but but it's not a wrestling thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else I want to put over? Is there anything else I want to put over? Um, oh, Danielson Suzuki obviously was amazing. Um, oh. And what else? What else do I want to put over? I could just basically I've just been loving I love Jungle Boy coming out and clearing the ring and all that um, as well I think that was on was that on Dynamite it was on Dynamite Jungle Boy coming out and clearing the ring and Jungle Boy coming out to sell with just like a kind of leather jacket and all that John are you watching AEW every week? I'm yeah I'm, I'm, I'm watching it on ITV so I'm always a bit behind on it <laughs> you, but, but, but you're a pure fiend for Ron Smith oh by the way man that's a guy who only this man um, but I'm going to end up dropping myself in it because my missus is next to me but I was at Burger King this morning. <laughs> Burger King. Uh, was it? <laughs> um, and the guy, <laughs> the guy serving me in the drive thru went, When are you getting back to WWE? <laughs> <laughs> and I, went, I goes, <laughs> I goes, Well, I was never in WWE, mate. He went, Ah, it was SmackDown. You were on your rolls in SmackDown. <laughs> and, I, and I just played along. I was like, I know, man, but. <laughs> Oh, Dana, anyway. He was like, oh, you need to get your back, man. You need to get your back and smack down. <laughs> and I was like, but it was so awkward that I had to change like the subject. I was like, are you a manager in here? <laughs> and he's like, I just started three weeks ago. <laughs> Where did you come from? Oh, I worked in hotels. I was just, it was just fucking making me feel that awkward. You get your back and smack down. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, hello, me fry. So, I'm thinking, oh, tremendous. <laughs> hey, Rabbi, all right? Sorry, mate. I just popped in my head. Oh, I like that. I liked it. Um, 
I well, I just want to tell everybody out there that you know Rab is watching AEW every week, so I'll keep you up to date with the AEW stuff. Um, I don't know what these fucking jokers are up to, but I'll keep you up to date with that stuff. I've not been watching WWE to be fair, but I'll watch the big pay per views. I'm not watching. I'm fucking sitting through it all. Fuck that man. Fuck Raw. Hey, anyway, hey. come on. CM Jakes, go in touch. Wants to put all Dynamite, the Jamiroquai album, Dynamite, the Junior Senior song. Miss Dynamite, Dynamite, the 1949 American film noir drama, and especially AEW Rampage. There's only one Tony Khan. Big AEW fans here. Bronze Chill wants to bury everybody taking the ratings so seriously. Just enjoy the wrestling. Great time to be a fan. True, but they are important as well. Um, who's putting over uh, as who's putting over Rab and Grado's future projects? as well. He appreciates we're busy. And when they can, they entertain us on here. Busy parents and soon-to-be parents. Looking forward to the new Scott Squad, Games Master Scott, Season 2, amongst everything else. We are busy, aren't we? Cheers, guys. Oh, listen, Thank you, that was nice. Let me tell you something, right? We might have a lot going on and all of that, right? I fucking love doing this show. Um, Willie wants to put over Danielson Suzuki. We're great. Daniel Garcia getting signed to a full-time contract with AEW, and he deserves that. Now to Barry, since I've cut all the shite shows out of my viewing schedule. There you go. You know what, he talk- you know what he's talking about there as well. Roshi Boy wants to put over Rab for the Scots being approved for another series. And being cast in the play Orphans next year, which I know will be brilliant. Thank you. Also, Suzuki versus Danielson was superb. And wants to bury himself for missing the last couple of podcasts. Well, remember, you can always go back and listen to the old podcast. I wouldn't fucking bother, though, because I wasn't in the last couple. So Martin <laughs> wants to put our big, uh, big thanks, by the way, to Billy Kirkwood for helping out there and covering. Uh, Martin wants to put over Heels that he started watching on Amazon. It's very good. Get a swatch. I've not watched it yet. Have you watched this, Gradle Heels? What's this? No, but is this it's the, the wrestling the, the drama? Ah, yeah, apparently it's really good. Apparently it's really, really good. Um, I've not, I didn't realise it was on Amazon. I thought it was on Stars, and you had to subscribe to Stars. But if it's on Amazon, I'm all over that. Yeah, I, I, I struggle to watch stuff like that. Would you? Are you just like documentaries? But you watch Squid Game, Gradle. Oh, I know. That's why I'm delighted with myself. I mean, I just love that. I can. <laughs> I mean, I was. I was say, I'll wait to bed off, please, you know, after watching it. <laughs> no, I was, because I watched like, three episodes on the go, and then my fucking brother thought I'd finished it, and the spell ended for me. So is it good, bit, though? Is it good? Oh, man, great. I'm telling you, man, that is going to kick off. See, with figures and posters and trackies and all that, that's going to be, that's going to be the big thing this year. See if you fucking tried to get a show like that made in, in, in this country. You fucking need chance, man. Nature. But you know, I think, but they might. I think they might date like Squid Games, the European version. Like, I think that will be a thing. I think it might maybe, be a franchise. See, but see, if you walked in, if you walked into a broadcaster here in the <laughs> UK with that idea, they'd be like, "What?" You know mm. what I mean? No chance. Louise wants to put her Discovery Wrestling's first show back at the Corn Exchange, which is oh, brilliant. I didn't know they were back. She says, brilliant. "I'm also putting all the new talent that's breaking out, like Ian Skinner, Daz Black, etc." Daz Black's got a great look, can't he? Mm-hmm. Fraser wants to put the Danielson Suzuki match a great showcase for both wrestlers and bury the book into the Queen's Crown tour only ridiculous this by the way all the ladies involved deserve better I haven't seen it myself but I have been hearing that the matches are like two minutes long I mean just fucking that's my big buddy that's my big buddy for this week they're just going back to uh, like the Divas style Divas era bullshit rubbish I want to bury something why have they turned Becky Lynch fucking heel Aye, I agree with you, mate. I was watching it last week and I'm gone. And it's like totally original with a big furry coat and in your face. Like the kind of, like, because I was talking about this with Billy Kirkwood on the podcast. The amount of heels now that when they turn heel, nobody's a bastard. It's all just look at me. I've got money. I'm wearing trendy gear and I'm, do you know what I mean? It's fancy suits and there's nobody that's got a right 
if we're going to be bad, be bad. It's also here's the so weird, weird thing. Here's the weird thing. I because they're trying to do a Conor McGregor thing there, right? Conor McGregor to the extent to the extent that she, she's lifted part of, or they've lifted part of directly for Conor McGregor and put it in Becky Lynch's mouth, right? But here's the problem with it: Conor McGregor isn't he a heel. Mm. Conor McGregor, for all a lot of people out there might go, can he stand this guy? Or a lot of people out there might go, I think this guy's an arsehole or whatever. Conor McGregor has got a massive fucking fan base who lap up his stuff and, and who think he's brilliant. That's no how you fucking put a heel over. That's not how you do it. Look at fucking MJF. We're on AEW. That's a heel. That's a heel, man. Everything, everything about it, every wee thing he does, for the, for the disgusting things he says, to the annoying fucking facial expressions that he's got, to how he wrestles, to doing things like uh, the other night, when he, when he powders out the ring and all that and, and stings in there or we want to go to the new and then, and then he takes his jacket off and you think, we're going to get MJF versus and then he doesn't give them it. Aye. He's, he's like, that's... And, it, and he's doing nothing new either. He's just like somebody that understands how, how to be a heel, which isn't fucking difficult, man. It's just everybody wants to be cool. I just love how MJF is this young, good-looking, great wrestler, young man who goes, has went, I don't want to be fucking cool. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's like, I'm not interested in being cool. And he's, he's I want to nailed. Be, I want to be fucking hated. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's and see when he tweets about other wrestlers as well. He's just speaking truth. He's just thinking what other wrestlers would love to tweet, but they couldn't. But he's he's owned all that. He's Aye. just fucking. You know, you know, he's just shut up. Um, Neil wants to put all discoveries first show back after two years. There we go again. Said that mate. But I ain't getting to see. No, I see somebody else putting it. <laughs> Said that, mate. You wouldn't say that if I was putting pro tour. Brilliant get, getting to see everybody again. Not really looking forward to the anniversary show next month. A lot of love out there for Discovery. Big moves happening in Scotland for Discovery. Also putting out Brian Danielson versus Suzuki. The Forbidden Door has well and truly been blown right off its hinges. And he's burying the hunt because he thinks wrestling's magic. Good on him. Toby would like to put our Miro's promo where he was threatening God. How good was that, man? I forgot to mention this. You need to see this pro- promo, Grado. Where he's like, God's turned against me. And he's basically like, threatening God, man. You better <laughs> fucking... I'm serious. That's brilliant. He's threatening God. And he's threatening, and he's particularly pissed off at God because, because he's no God's favourite champion anymore. He's ashamed to go home to his wife. Like, he can't he go... He wants he wants back in bed with his wife, and he can't... It's the, it's the best. It's the best stuff. As- um, I so Toby loves it as well. Near wrestling buries for Toby, but it says, I'll bury me getting a trap nerve in my neck two weeks before my first gig back in two years. When did I get old? Toby, hope you feel better soon. Toby was all remember you was on the show and as a, as, as a great singer, isn't he? Great. Oh, Toby Michael's great singer. Ah, he's a great guy. Jordan, no, I'm just looking at the, 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 the put over it says about the fact Dr. Tom Pritchard saved the fan at Newcastle game. That's that actually. That's Kevin, yeah. Kevin, the guy who was called, the guy who saved the, the incident in the Newcastle game at the weekend where the guy had a heart attack. That's and fucking doctor, brilliant. The doctor that saved him was called Dr. Tom Pritchard. You are joking wow. me. No, no. Do you know what? That is, that's brilliant. That's amazing. I actually thought that was my father that would collapse in the crowd because he's a Newcastle season ticket holder at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I did though. So you? Is everything all right? <laughs> it's like, son, there's a guy called Tom Pritchard with me. He says he knows he you. He says he's heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> McKenny's brother dad. <laughs> Tell him McKenny's brother. And Jordan's putting our Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki in the buy-in for Rampage. A great technical match. Hard hitting for half an hour. Gave both men a great show and he showed wrestling at its best. And by the way, I saw somebody saying after that match, I watched that match, 
and I said I saw somebody saying that like, Suzuki only took like three bumps in the whole match. Did he really? He only took about three bumps. Wow! You don't even fucking notice. You don't even notice. No. Woo! Let me tell you about our pals at Platinum CBD. This is great. This CBD is tremendous. Um, if you don't know about CBD, it helps you with a number of daily issues. That's like sleep, chronic pain, anxiety, depression, stress, inflammation, gut issues, brain fog, and there's plenty more. And we all know what it's like post-lockdown, mental health. It may not be the strongest. It could be a lifesaver for a lot of folk, this CBD oil. In the podcast, Wrestling Daft, we've teamed up with Platinum CBD from Columbia Care. They are the world champion in CBD. And we want to give you the opportunity to try it for free. You heard it right. We're going to let you try it for nothing. All you need to do is head to call-care.uk. Use the discount code daft free that's all the one word right and it's call dash care.uk discount code daft free try the 10 percent oil or the capsules for absolutely hee-haw damn or nada now let me tell you about it um columbia care they've uh, brought their expertise in cbd from america they've made a sophisticated CBD wellness range for the UK. It's including the CBD oil that comes in peppermint. It's also unflavored, easy to take soft gel capsules. All of the range is free from THC. It's vegan friendly, it's 100% organic, and it's backed with scientific research. And it basically ensures that you're getting a premium CBD product. Now, I've spoken about this for the last couple of weeks. I've got the guys at the radio it, and it just it just gives you a good start to the day. A lot of folk wake up with a bit of grey or their head, they could maybe have a wee bit of anxiety. This definitely helps. And I'm not just saying this because it's a thing we're on the podcast, but there's so many folk out there looking to use CBD and it's helping them. And it's not just for the one issue, it's helping them with a lot of issues. As I said, I've got issues with the gut. It's helped me with that. Um, it also gives me a good sleep at night. Um, and it's easy to take, man. It's not like it's... You can take the soft gel capsules, you can put the oil under your tongue, it's easy to take and it works for me well. For me anyway, it was working right away. Um, it's benefits are just something else, Rab, um, and we want to help you out. If there's people listening here and they might be struggling, they might think, I might make you that a bash. Get a bash because they're going to give you the chance to get it for nothing. Try it for nothing. Have a go, have a bash because I know you'll do exactly what I've done. I get sent a free batch. And I tried it, and I got some of the troops on it, and now we're buying it regular, and that's without a word of a lie. So get we bash, because um, it's for nothing. So as I say, head to call-care.uk, use the discount code DAFTFREE. It's there, use it, you'll be surprised, you'll be amazed, and you'll want more. Let us know how you go on with it, by the way. If uh, I know there'll be some people that'll be right on there, getting a wee bash and getting it through the door. Let us know, tag us on Twitter, um, wrestling daft, or at least email John and let us know how you're getting on with it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run in. 
come on and talk wrestling or talk daft, it's up to you. This week, please welcome to the podcast the one and only Bobby, the brain, Carmichael. Come on in, Bobby Caramac, Carmichael, Bobby the brain, Caramac, Carmichael. I, I, that also it sounds like an NXT name, you're right, John, but it also does sound like a pantomime name, like starring Bobby Carmichael as fucking buttons, doesn't it? Oh, it also or could I, be an American name, right? Bobby Carmichael. Bobby yeah, Carmichael. An sounds 80s, like an owner. 80s game show host. Yeah. Aye. And here's your host, Bobby, Bobby Carmichael. Carmichael. And here Bobby. is your host. Bobby, hurry up. Come on now. Oh, Bobby. Come on. Oh, Bobby. Remember that? Oh, oh Bobby. Who's that Lionel Richie and all that one? And if if Lionel the Richie, Lionel Blair. Uh, Lionel <laughs> Richie was there, not Marvin Gaye. Bobby, where are you, mate? Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Bobby. Who's your favourite Bobby? Bobby. Bobby Dixon, Dav- ex-boss manager. Uh, Bobby Davro. Yes, Bobby Davro is your favourite Bobby. Yeah. Oh no, oh, Bobby. Bobby like Legend who used to play for Falkirk and goals. I like uh, Bobby George, the darts player. Oh, Bobby, Bobby George. George. Do you know you can rings, go, Yeah, do you know you can go fishing at his mansion? You can like book to go to Bobby George's mansion. He's a very keen fisher and you can go fishing with Bobby George and his wife cooks you dinner and all this shit. Well, he'll come out fishing with you. Aye. Right. Bobby George will go out fishing. You sit down for dinner with him. You, you stay at his house and all that sort of do stuff. You want, do you want to know the best, one of the best British wrestling gimmicks that I ever saw that, you, that I don't think he spent long enough then? God, he's going to hate me because I forget his fucking real name. He was in ICW for years there. But he done a, he done a, a, a gimmick in Ireland as Bobby George Jr. Bobby George Jr.? Yes, and he was playing the part of Bobby George, the darts player's son. And he's into wrestling. And they I have the rings to, and all that. Aye, he had all that. It was oh, hilarious, that's mate. A great idea, mate. It, mate. it was. It was a great idea. Bobby George Junior is a great name as well for a wrestler. And to Bobby George Junior, but he's going to hate me for forgetting his other wrestling name. It's really going to annoy me. What was his other? Was it? What was his re, what other wrestling name? His name was uh, Rob Cage. Rob Cage. Remember, Rob he was Cage, an ICW right. years, aye, years aye, aye. ago. Yeah. Bobby George Junior. I'm looking at a picture right, of him now. Right, right Bobby, come on in. You're on mute. You're, you're here, you're on mute. What's going on? Um, for anyone who's not watching the video version of this, we are just waiting for Bobby to enter. He's not entered. And just get Bobby's number. Well, how much longer are we getting Bobby to Well, this him? is Bobby's part of the show. This is Bobby. We've talked about your favourite Bobbies now, so Bobby doesn't look like he's joining us. Bobby is sitting on Zoom right now, and it just says his Zoom name, which is... Bobby. 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 I was going to say um, Bobby Carmichael. Bobby Carmichael Barrymore, I was going to say. Bobby Carmichael Barrymore? Aye. It's good, isn't it? Bobby Carmichael Jackson. Bobby Carmichael's left the building. He's out here. So if you want to join us on the run-in, Next or week. Just, just appear without coming to us, and we'll talk about your name for five minutes, your best bet is to sign up to a Patreon as a World Heavyweight Champs, get first dibs on it, um, and I see champs. Oh, hold on, he's back in. He's, he's back, back in. Well, he's, he's got two back. minutes. He's got two minutes. Get in here, Bobby. Here we go. This is exciting. This is like, you know, when they say like, oh, the Undertaker's no coming to fight John Cena and then he's oh, turned up oh. and John Cena had to run in. Here he is. Oh, oh Don. Bobby Carmichael. Can you Bobby. hear me? Yes. Bobby. You all right? We, we can't see you. We can hear you, but we can't see you. No, because John disabled my my camera. John, what are you fucking doing? I didn't disable his camera. I didn't his camera. Oh, I don't touch, John, John disabled my camera. I've not touched you, son. I've not touched you. <laughs> Well, you I, was it, John? 
Say that. Is that me? Oh, there he is. There he is. Latino Heat t-shirt on. Yes. You're very welcome to the show now, Bobby. And it's Thank quite you. frankly, you've been taking so long to come in that you've taken up almost like half the episode now. So you better make it worthwhile. What's your part? What are you, what are you, what are you oh, Not much. I've just been a listener for the start. I'm just glad to get on, to be honest with you. Oh, bro. You know, I love hearing stuff like that, mate. And I love that t-shirt. When did you get that? Um, me, well, me and my ex were going to a fancy dress party and I dressed up as uh, Eddie Guerrero. Tidy. Is it a snidey one or is it an official one? No, it's an official one for the WWE. Nice. Nice. Latino Heat is wearing up. for the, the non-video thingies. Well, what are you into the new wrestling-wise? What are you into? Um, well, like basic listeners, I'm not really keeping up with it. I don't watch the current product. Um, I was quite interested with uh, the ratings at the weekend, like everybody, between SmackDown and uh, AEW. Aye. Um, did you did you see Eric Bischoff's tweet? I thought it was. No, what did he say? What did he John, say? John, please grab. You love this, right? You need. We need to play this, right? Bob, um, Bobby. I'm fucking saying Bobby now all the time. Eric Bischoff, right? I'll Bobby send Bischoff. Bobby Bischoff. <laughs> yeah, something right. Yeah, right. We need to play Let's this because it was fucking it. cracking, man. Right, I'm going to um, copy and send it into the WhatsApp group, John. Is that all right? Yeah. There you go. Tony were to call me and ask for any advice, here's what it would be. Shut up and wrestle, dude. Just put out the best product you can, and you've proven you can. Focus on that. Now, this is weird coming from me, right? The guy who challenged Vince McMahon, the guy who did all the gave away their finishes, right? So people are listening to this are going, yeah, but that's him. The young Tony. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah. But here's the difference. I was actually competing with him. I was going head-to-head. Real head-to-head. Like, my show started the same time his show started each and every week. And another thing Tony came out and says, oh, we're, you know, we're at the 1996 stage of WCW, and we're just going to not make their mistakes. Tony, you're inventing some mistakes, brother. By coming out there and, and constantly comparing yourself or deriding your competition but not having the willingness, I almost said balls, not having the willingness to say, okay, let's go head-to-head. Let's really compete. Let's see who can get whose market share. That's real competition. So I'm I'm a little disappointed in the rhetoric that I'm hearing out of Tony, as well as some of their talent, man. Shut the fuck up. Until you're actually competing and you're actually competing favorably. And by the way, Tony, in 1996, I was kicking WWE's ass every week. In a real head-to-head competition, not a cosplay. <laughs> I just like the the bit with it. And two other wrestlers, shut the fuck up. See, it's it's not really right what Eric Bischoff's saying there, though, because the difference is this. Here's the here's the difference. What's happening the new? What is in people's heads? Is that rivalry like when Eric Bischoff was doing it and he was going head-to-head with Vince McMahon back then? There wasn't a time you could look back on where there was a Monday Night Wars and all of that. There wasn't all that history there. Tony Khan is playing into that fan excitement of having a rivalry. Tony Khan, when he's hitting it with that part, is actually working people. He's also working fucking Eric Bischoff. If Eric Bischoff is saying, you're making mistakes here and all that, Tony Khan knows what he's fucking doing. He's no genuinely going, we're competing with you. He's trying to give fans that energy that people, because that's what we've been saying all along. Fans have always been going, I miss the Monday Night Wars. I miss the Monday Night Wars. Finally, 
Vince McMahon's never going to do it. Anybody at WWE's never going to do it. They're not ever going to come out and say we're in competition with them. They're never going to do it. So Tony Khan has to do it. It's what makes AEW exciting, particularly when it feels the new, like every other fucking indie company in the world is in bed with WWE. So it's like, it's what makes AEW cool is the fact that he can come out and go, we're not fucking in bed with you. We don't want to be on Peacock or on the fucking network or anything like that. That's what makes them different. So it's no fair Bischoff saying that. I don't think think it's fair Bischoff saying that because it's a completely different landscape. And, you know, Tony Khan is just using history, using history to make this situation, this storyline more interesting for the fans. I agree with you. Thing is, Bischoff's getting a bit nippy because he keeps getting comparisons to WCW to AEW. So I think he's just starting to take that. That's always going to piss him off, isn't it? Uh, And it's also always going to hit a sore point with, with Bischoff as well because... WCW fucked it you know what I mean and so so that's the thing the end of that story is that ultimately WCW fucked it you know what I mean so it's always going to be a sore point whenever anybody talks about that rivalry I, um, I know a lot of folk on the internet don't like uh, Disco Inferno but he tweeted last night I thought it was quite funny. so embarrassing to be a wrestling fan today if you have to describe to people what you're a fan of ratings demos wrestling more <laughs> star rating stuff like this is for social misfits and nerds <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bit of a point with that, man. When you go on Twitter, it is all that carry on, but isn't it? All the demo chats, pish. That annoys me. I always, oh, we've got this. Just shut the fuck up. Well, here's the thing. The demo chat is, you can say that the demo chat is pish, right, when it's fans talking about it, right? But it's not actually, it definitely isn't pish, right? Seeing the the eyes are broadcasters. Ah, yeah. And in the eyes of people in advertising, particularly, the demographic stuff isn't pish. It's yeah, like right. seeing the world of advertising. The demographic stuff is is they, they fucking slavishly follow that. That's like the fucking Bible to them. Oh god, you know I, mean? I, 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 absolutely. They slavishly follow it. So you kind of go, forget about all this demo stuff, nor that. It doesn't matter. It fucking matters. It does. It'll matter to Vince McMahon in that office when he sees fuck's sake and that demographic they beat us <laughs> over this period. Anybody saying that that won't matter to Vince McMahon is fucking kidding. But but, the, but I think he what he's trying to say is. I agree with you, Rob. That is all important. But in what other fucking industry do fans of stuff talk about that? Like, John, I'm sure you'll you know yourself. Stuff will come up on the radio and they'll say, oh, that's good because that's going to hit, this demographic is going to hit like the over 35 female. But you don't yeah. like, nay, nay punters listening to the radio going like that. I like that, man, because it hit the demographic in a Facebook more or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think he's come trying on, to make no. that point. Come on, I don't think it's fair because, I mean, look at football, for example. Fans talk about fucking wages. They talk about the fucking money teams make. They talk about this team being this much in debt. They talk about this team having this many tickets sold. They talk about it happens in football. And all football fans do it. Constantly talking about business. You know what I mean? We look at fucking Celtic Rangers. Half the talk about Celtic Rangers is like fucking financial business shit that the fans are talking about all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not something that's unique to wrestling. It's, it's a thing. You, I fucking hate how you're too brainy for me, man. And it's the same way, like, I'm watching basketball, I know that, so people are all fascinated in the workings and the indoors, the, you know, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And you're, we, we telly, it's kind of, you know, people don't talk about it as much because, I think, in telly stuff, because it's, um, because there's so many different organisations all making different things, different producers and all that kind of stuff. So it's no like, the same thing. But I think recently... People have started to get more interested at how many subscribers has Disney Plus got, how many subscribers has Netflix got, you know? That's yeah. true. And then we actually think about it as well, like, no, like, there's a podcast, like, you're, you're, you're bang on, actually. Like, when you think about, like, even just, like, the world of podcasting, you know, there'll be a full podcast about, I don't know, somebody that works at an IT company and 
people that are listening want to know every single in and out about what this guy does as an IT person. Folk right. now want to know what happens. Like, how did it? What, what's behind the scenes? What he's doing there? So, I everybody we wants to know. Me, there's a niche for everything now, and everybody wants to know everything about everything now. And we can't sit here on a podcast and go. I mean, I heard like I can't remember who it was. It was saying, <clears> I don't know if it was a Cornette or fucking something, but it was in one. I remember it was like six months ago or something. But on one of the wrestling podcasts, somebody had said. Like, forget about all this fucking demographics chat. Just enjoy your wrestling. It doesn't forget about it. And I remember thinking to myself, your fucking podcast wouldn't have any sponsors and wouldn't be on air if people didn't care about demographics chat. I've just pulled up the wrestling daft demographics. Would you like to know the wrestling daft demographics? Bobby, you're in an amazing. This is one of the best ever segments of wrestling daft. And you're in it here, Bobby. You've created this. The wrestling daft. Right. Do you want to guess? We'll go with gender first. Do you want to guess what a percentage of male to female is? I say it's about 98%. Well, this is a problem, male. This is a problem, 90% male. 97% male. Well, that's, mm. bad. that's bad. That's bad. And it, mm. what do you think, in the demographic, we we'll give you three options. What demographic do you think would perform best? 18 to 24, 25 to 34, or 35 to 44? Oh, I think it's a toss-up between the 18 to 25 and the, the, the 26. 35 to 44. Do you? 35 to 44, Rab. No, we perform best with 42% of our audience in the 25 to 34 demographic. We are in the fucking AEW, WWE (laughs) demographic of choice. Can I put myself over just for 10 seconds? (laughs) I remember in 2016, the highest segment, the highest rated 15-minute segment of Impact for the first quarter, so what's the first quarter, January, uh, April or something like that, mm-hmm. was me versus Eli Drake in a ladder match. That's cool. And they took that, and what they what they done was the next time I was there, they took that and wanted me to, like they were like, well, we're going to kind of go somewhere with you, but I had, I'm kind of exaggerating the last bit, just move on, but that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get some guilt there? You went like, ah, I need to fucking stop this. Aye, aye. This Bobby, like, yes. Bobby who's, who's your favourite wrestler of all time? All time, it's got to be, it's got to be Undertaker, isn't it? Thanks, so. sir. There was a point. Uh, what was your favourite Undertaker match? Was it a uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus Undertaker and Kane at, um, in Dubai and uh, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> or whatever it was? Kane lost his mask. Aye, was everybody was off on about, not it? Aye, I know. Wouldn't, wouldn't be that one. Uh, to be fair, I like, like a lot of the, the attitude of stuff, to be honest with you. But I for talking about uh, match, you've got to be the Shawn Michaels one, innit? Aye. What one's this one? 27, 27, 27. The, re- the rematch? Aye. The rematch? Aye. Um, did you like Ministry of Darkness, Undertaker? I love me. For some reason, I got a lot of shite, but see, growing up, when I, when I was about that age, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Here's my, that's my favourite version of Undertaker, is Ministry of Darkness, oh. Undertaker. Aye. Right, Midian, naked Midian and all that. What do you think you say to you? Rab, do you, do you remember what you said your biggest pet peeve was in wrestling? No, what did I say? Was it Grado? No, it's when wrestlers are there and there's cameras there and you'd say, why is that camera meant to be there? I have to backstage or something. Aye. But then, to count, do you remember what you said your favourite Undertaker moment was? <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard, yeah. What was that? that was right. 
Where to, Stephanie? Where to, Stephanie? Aye, right Why was there a camera there? Because <laughs> that was right fucking into the fucking eye. There you go. Oh. There you go. There you go. See, just on that, not to talk about TNA again, right? But do you don't remember about, like when 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 Bischoff and Hogan came into TNA? They started then the backstage promos and filming it like as if the camera was peeking in, as if the cameraman was like, wasn't he in the room? Do you remember that? Aye, aye. I that all like run the corner. Aye, that t- it stuff. was moving about and shuggling about as if they say, right, they've caught on to like wiser cameras, so we're going to make it look like the fucking cameraman's, you know, practically. It was a fucking... disaster, wasn't it? That idea. It's a disaster. WWE done that as well, didn't they? With a black and white, was it the, the CCTV? GTV, remember that? We never actually found out. We never found out who it was. Never found out. It was. Was it going to be gold dust? So, no, something like that. Was it maybe gold dust? Did they not come back for a bit as well? Did we ever find out who the who the fucking um, GM was? The GM it was, was Hornswoggle. It was Hornswoggle. It was, was it Hornswoggle. Ed, Ed, no, just was that like, no Vince's son? No, but he was. Then they did the same gag with Hornswoggle for the GM as well. Because <laughs> that was meant to be Mister Kennedy. Was meant to be, and then it turned out because then he got well when we had Mister Kennedy on the show. Listen to it in the archives. He was tell, talking about that, remember, because he got thrown out, but he was going to be this, Vince's next son and all that sort of stuff, and then the drugs, he got thrown out because of the drugs, and they turned it to Hornswoggle. He got thrown out because of the drugs, for fuck's sake, man. Have a bit of respect for a guy's life. Is this Bobby, a guy by the way, I just want to say, Bobby, yes. by the way, that's not my favourite Undertaker moment anymore. I, I've got a mere recent I know what you're going to say. That's my favourite moment. Right, let's go. Do you know what it might be? Hello, Granny. <laughs> there, there was a podcast just before we go. There was a podcast that put up something this week, like tell me your favourite moments for the Undertaker like retiring, and it's fucking some of the replies are brilliant because the shit that he's been doing since he stopped wrestling, like fucking steaming in pubs and all that, chopping folk. I saw that. You know I mean, like he's just pure went after. He's just what, like, what do you mean? Is there a bit of what? Have you ever seen that video, Rab? Is there a video where I'm chopping something? A, a, like, a guy pissed in the boozer. We took my boozer. Can, like, you would imagine like, fucking the boys who are here doing that in the, in the boozer. And it's like, right, you're ready, you're Scott, be sure. Can all that? And then fucking <laughs> Amazing. I would love, would you let him, Bobby, see if you were in a pub, right? An undertaker mm-hmm. was in there and he was steaming. Would you let him chop you? Like if he says to you, like, if he was saying it's going to be sore and all that, would you let him chop you? But bare chest? Hi. No problem. I'd be, I'd be, if I was in a pub, I'd be pissed anyway. So. <laughs> Let's say you were sober. Let's say you were working in the pub, right? right. And he comes up and he goes, well, that's Bobby Carmichael. I want to chop you right in the bare chest. Would you do it? Probably, I. <laughs> <laughs> so would I, man. I love how, because you could, you'd fucking regret it when you'd walk away and go, it's two things, right? Because when I think about things like that, I go, well, when I say no, right, and I go away and I kind of regret it, I kind of go, what a shite bag and what a story I would have been to tell if I'd have got it done and all that, right? And I would regret it. But if I said aye, and then I'd have to, like, come here with my wife and take my tap off, and I've got a big <laughs> fucking red, and why is that there? Because I, I let the undertaker chop me across my bare chest in a pub. Can you imagine explaining that to somebody? It's fucking humiliating, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> you did, you did that. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't exactly a big chopper, to be fair. Mm. Well, that's not what Michelle McCool said. Um, <laughs> hey! There we go. So, right, let's wrap it up there. Bobby, any questions no or anything like that you want to hit us with or anything like that before you go? 
Um, well, so one question for both of you is, is um, do you think there's too much nostalgia in wrestling within fans? Like, um, obviously, we, we were blessed to grow up with the Attitude Era, and that's always going to be the, the pull that we measure it to. So remember the product's kind of shite, we always compare it back to that. Do you think the product missed out? Well, it's better now with AEW, but is the product today really that bad? Or is it just because we look too much nostalgia towards the, the Attitude Era? I don't know, but sometimes I don't think WWE did nostalgia right. It's the same shit all in all. Damn! Yeah. They Damn. Don't know how to do it. Damn! Because they're doing an old school Raw thing again in January, aren't they? They announced the same kind of old school Raw's back. You know it's going to be, he'll be there saying, Damn, you know that fucking. <laughs> what else will it be like? Who, Mo- Mo- like Molly Holly will run out and, and fucking. Hurricane. Aye, all right. Hurricane. A guy dressed up as a horn. <laughs> aye, 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 boogeyman, aye. boogeyman will eat one. Doink the clown. Yeah. So they don't, they don't quite do it right, but I think that sometimes. Sometimes when they get it right, it was nice when Edge came out to the old brood music Aye. against Seth Rollins. That was a that Did was they? a fucking genuine good moment, man. Oh, I didn't know he done that, man. And he had the he had the look and all that. that was it SummerSlam, wasn't it? Oh, fuck, I'm glad he did that. Oh, it was the Raw before Summer. It was the Raw before SummerSlam. But he didn't do the whole entrance. I it was think. a shame. It was like you just did. The, you just came up for the grunt and all that. It would have been brilliant if he'd done the whole thing like with yeah. it. And, and like we all said at the time. And this is the whole thing about them no doing it right. Fucking get Gangrel in. Yes. Get Gangrel in from that man. moment. You know what I mean? Have Gangrel too. coming up with him and just like, just waiting there with him and sending him off. It would have been a, what a pop that would have been. You know what I mean? But Does Gangrel not live in England now? Did I hear that? He lives no, like he's, he's in Vegas, but he used to, he was, he done the camps out here for Dixon for years. He's coming into Emmerdale. He's got a part in Emmerdale. <laughs> and it's weird because he's no playing a character. He just is Gangrel in it. So it's like a weird. <laughs> How good would that be, by the way, if you turned on Emmerdale and fucking and Gangrel the pack, was man. Ah, you just moved in. Aye. Hey, that Gangrel's just moved in. <laughs> Emmerdale the... Woolpack, that's Aye. a fucking amazing Woolpack. Zach Dingle fucking was on Monday. Oh, yeah, money. <laughs> Gangrel turned up at the Woolpack. Great, wasn't it? Fucking brilliant, man. Why does stuff like that no happen, man? It would be bloody brilliant, man, wouldn't it? Bobby, thanks so much for coming on. No, Sorry no worries. Yeah, so thanks. Thanks. Or that demographic part. Cheers, Bobby, mate. That was good. That, <laughs> no, actually, that, no, that was a good discussion, wasn't it? Speak soon, mate, right? No, no, it's just fine. Cheers, Bobby. Bye-bye. 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 You just made the list! Every week we take a wrestling-related subject, put it in an order, and that, ladies and gents, is what we call the list of wrestling daft. It's a thing we've been doing ever since the very first episode of uh, Wrestling Daft, and... You know, we're not going to break a habit of a lifetime here. Let's keep it going, even though we don't respect it as much now as we as we used to. We have nah, a laugh with it, didn't we? We have a laugh with it. Uh, this week it was a three-time losers, best moments of NXT 1.0. I mean, who cares, right? Versus the best jobbers in the business. Uh, you can vote for what you want us to talk about by joining us at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. But the winner this week was 74% was the jobbers. So a jobber won for once. Uh, hey, boys, you know what I mean? Um, so top three jobbers of all time. Yeah, this is a tricky one because what is how do how do you define a, a jobber, boys? Well, do you know what it was? I was not explained to me once that. So the the the, the, the telly guys back in the day apparently only getting paid. He explained it to me that they were only getting the guys that were on TV. It was an advertisement for themselves that they were getting on the telly, so it would advertise them when they got in the road. Mm-hmm. And that's how they were paid. But when 
job guys, they got paid because they came in to do the job and they got money. So they were job guys, jobbers. They were the guys that were brought aye. in and paid. Did you know that? Uh, well, aye. But, 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 but what I'm meaning is like, how do you define it now? Because, because obviously there's guys that I can remember, like Iron Mike Sharp, and then there's the, the fucking... Rocky King. And aye, like all these you're guys. after names. And that's what I consider jobbers. Because you can't go... You could you could almost argue nowadays Dolph Ziggler as a, as a jobber, right? But he's he's a he's no he's a fucking champion and all that. Mm. I mean, he's it's so, the same way because I'm just looking. Somebody's wrote Zach Ryder, and you think, well, no, nah. I but when he won a thing with WrestleMania, that's not a jobber. <laughs> it's not a fucking jobber. Mm. There's no way Zach Ryder's a jobber. Um, no, obviously you had during the Attitude Era, you had like Al Snow and all that with the Job Squad. Al Snow wasn't a fucking jobber. No, he wasn't. He? No. Well, that was a gimmick. Job guys were like guys in the early 90s and all that you see, and they'd have like the worst fucking leotard, Nathan, big bushy moustache, pure no shave their oaksters. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's, you know. So I don't know how you even they No, I'm not throwing a blame at you here, John, for like saying best jobbers because it is an interesting thing, but it would have to be number one, would have to be. Number one's got to be the Brooklyn Brawler. He's probably because he's the most. That's it, isn't it? I'd say him or I mean Barry Horowitz gets it an odd, doesn't he? Aye. Does he? Aye. Well, aye. But, um aye, sorry. Aye, I would say so. But you would probably be you'd probably be in that area, Barry Horowitz, uh, Iron Mike Sharp, Brooklyn Brawler. Terry Gibbs. Brawler number one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm that kind of thing. Because he, he can't go, let's see what the punters are saying. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they've said about jobbers. Stevie has said Barry Horowitz, not only the best, uh, Barry Horowitz, uh. not only the best jobber ever, but one of the best in-ring talents ever. Daniel says, jobbers, majority of the Dynamite jobbers do a great job. Wheeler, Utah, Dante Martin, etc. get wins on dark, come up to Dynamite to put on matches with the upper card. It's smart booking, makes the top talent feel like they're beating somebody. <clears throat> There's no way you could call Dante Martin a fucking jobber, though. No, he's great. He wrestled <laughs> you know Tommy. I mean? he wrestled Tommy last week and it was brilliant. Hi, uh, and and you know I had the nod of respect. No, there's fucking I, I, I work, a, a performer like Alistair Black is never gain a nod of respect. There's somebody that is it, you're arguing as a fucking job or no chance. Andy says the goon. Nah, Jamie says Coco Coco beware. Coco beware was a jobber. Hmm. Fucking not a chance, man. Not a chance. John says always loved Sunny Blaze and WWE. Paul says Zack Ryder buried to fuck then got himself over. Zack Ryder's no jobber. Ian says the late 80s Ham and Eggers that used to get their cunts kicked in. Quality That's the one you want. Here we That's are. It. Ham and he Eggers. He knows what he's talking about. Ham and Eggers. Quality names such as Omar Atlas, Reno Riggins, Iron Mike Sharp, Barry Horowitz. There we go. There we go. McDow says, I like the jobbers who blossomed like the one, two, three kid. Hardy Boys, Mr. Perfect's boy Curtis Axel should have blossomed but ended up being the perfect jobber instead. And Giza Gobble the Gooker says, it has to be Steve Lombardi for the Brooklyn Brawler to doink to Knuckleball Schwartz to play in Kim G. Steve was always there to lie down and take a beating to get the show started. You can't argue with that, can you? Special mention to Jobber Mike Collins simply because it's clearly the footballer, Harry Kane. That's a great picture. If you have not seen it, Google wrestling Jobber Harry Kane. It's funny as fuck. Um, but there you go. That was an interesting one, though. Because it's a kind of lost thing, the Jobber, isn't it? It's like I know, you know, somebody gets... Who 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 was who was the pair guy that actually died? He's probably on the steroids deal. 
what was his name? And Perry Saturn gave him an offer doing. And oh, the, the footage. Aye. What was his name again? Mike, Mike Bell. He, and he, like, he, he draps fucking Saturn on his seat, which I don't think, it didn't look that bad, but then you just, Saturn gets up and tries to fly, kick him and he falls in his arse, and then he's like, shooting him off at the ropes, going, duck my clothesline super kick. <laughs> just pure shooting, what the fuck's brilliant. <laughs> Never seen that, John? No, I've seen that. Watch that the night, Mike, Mike Bell versus Perry Saturn is a dart match, and Perry ends up losing losing the plot, and he starts putting fuck at him for real. <laughs> Hey, it's John, and before we get into the road story, which is an absolute belter this week, I've got to tell you about ExpressVPN, because using the internet without ExpressVPN, it's like checking your baggage into the airport without a lock. You never know who's going to go through your luggage. You know, if Grado's checking into the airport, look in his case, I might find some hemorrhoid cream, which you don't want to see. And you know, it might be quite embarrassing for Rab if they look through his case and see the signed picture of Tony Khan with kiss marks all over it. It's not good, it's not good. So you want to protect yourself and you want to protect yourself when you, especially when you're online. So when you go online without a VPN, basically internet service providers, that's ISPs, can see every single website you visit, right? They can legally sell this information, right? Without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target it. That's why you get all the pop-up stuff coming on Facebook and all these targeted ads. And you just you just get sick and fed up, and you end up getting steaming and buying something, and you don't want that in your life, right? So to browse without anyone knowing what you're up to, you want to use ExpressVPN because ISPs ISPs cannot see your online activity. When you use ExpressVPN, it means your identity is completely anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection, right? Dead easy to use as well, I've used it myself plenty of times, just fire that up the app, one click of the button and boom, you're there. It uh, works on all devices, phones, laptops and it'll even work on routers as well so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected by ExpressVPN. And here at Wrestling Daft, of course, we've got a promotion, we've got a great offer for you guys to get involved with it so if you want three months free with expressvpn really easy to do it expressvpn.com expressvpn all one word dot com forward slash wrestling always a forward slash wrestling right expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling you get three months free if you sign up for a year and you want to do it now because you want to secure your online activity and you want to do it right now with wrestling daft expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling Every week we jump into the virtual car and retell some of the funny and embarrassing moments for your lives your lives in the form of a road story we take on the roles as wrestlers I mean Gredo is a wrestler and we recount your tale on the way back from a pretend show in an attempt to pop one another so let's get the car started oh, Some match tonight eh? I'm on that bounce station was bouncing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Bobby Carmichael's the best jobber I've ever worked. I have to say. Bobby Carmichael. Great. It takes a while getting into the ring, but once he's in there. Yeah. His, son's, his son looks good as well, Bobby Carmichael Jr. Aye, and he's a cousin, Bobby Carmichael Barrymore. Um, and his uncle that's in the jail, Bobby Carmichael Jackson. So 
So um, it's funny. It's funny. Just imagine like the folk in his street. Who's this now? That's a Carmichael's. Is that the Carmichael's? Is that what the Carmichael's thing? <laughs> in the Carmichael's. Get the, the boy Bobby Carmichael. Um, it's like Pettigrew. It's like Pettigrew. I remember a guy called Willie Pettigrew. The heartbreak kid, Bobby Carr, Sean Michaels. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, he was the best jobber I've ever worked, I have to tell you that. I can't believe it turned out that Bobby Carr Michaels' son was um, the wee leprechaun guy. What's his name? <laughs> he was, was my GTV and all, wasn't he? What was his fucking name? His name's out of my head. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Um. No, uh, no. Uh, have you ever listened to that podcast, Wrestling Daft? Oh, that's a twice. Well, one of the producers on it, right? One one week, because he'd fucked up the, he'd fucked up the the story that the punters had sent, and he had to tell his end story about Dana People's Elbow when he was in a pub, right? No, no. And it reminded me when I heard that story. It reminded me a time many moons ago, mate. Right? Mm-hmm. So this this one time, right, when I was a, when I was in primary four. <laughs> <laughs> no, after a night in the tiles. <laughs> oh fuck! fuck, fuck. <laughs> after a night in the tiles, I got diarrhea, and my granda, <laughs> uh, my granda had to clean my diarrhea out of the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. After a night in the tiles, just a real one. <laughs> after a night in the tiles, me and my mate were walking two ladies home, like the gentlemen we were, right? Just Suddenly, like an RKO out of nowhere, <laughs> two young boys oh, tried to jump. Two young boys. <laughs> no, Gredo, here was the, no, no, listen, Gredo, here was here was a problem for these scallywags, right? I'm six foot four, <laughs> and I'm about twenty stone. <laughs> but unfortunately I've always been known for my inability to chuck a punch off right, right? so one of the boys ran at me and my mates misses and I've just thrown a big haymaker which connected with him perfectly right? his legs went up in the air a lot and he was lying spark out cold in the road so being a wrestling fan I decided <laughs> fuck off I decided I had to do what was necessary I dragged him to the middle of the road and I did the whole people's elbow routine. <laughs> Chucked the armband, the whole shebang, put it on him. I then gave him the old DDP WWE line. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. If only camera phones were about, it was the best night ever in Lark Hall <laughs> and witnesses to boot. <laughs> I'm laughing at this thing's fucking sins. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't work out quite as well for my mate as he got chucked over the church wall and was lying half fished and winded. I'd fucked the other boy over the same wall and the two of them all lying winded, fucked and steaming, mere less <laughs> nose to nose. <laughs> And to quote my mate, he said, <laughs> and to quote my mate, he said, all I could hear was you spouting some wrestling push. 
And that story was from who, John? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not being the name on that one. Oh, it's uh, fucking brilliant. The story was from... <laughs> that was from Wally. That was from Wally, that story. Cheers, Wally. That was Wally. that popped the boys. That made us laugh that was a lot. As fuck. That, that was that was good nose stuff. Nose to nose. <laughs> nose to nose. That's a oh man, that's that's, that's, a, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's a kind of part I like. Right. Slap so it's great to be back. It's great to be back with these boys. Uh, mm. That's it for wrestling daft, though. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. Mind for more content. There's loads this week. Loads. Get on the Patreon. Get on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Gaze your support. Keep the show going. Uh, keep the lads ticking over. Check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. It's time to refresh this merch. Let's get some new merch up there. I know. Um, and uh, thank you so much for listening. And I think that even though it's posthumous, it's going to be a posthumous award. Um, I think maybe listener of the week should go to um, the very man, Drew, who uh, we dedicated the episode to so I think that would be let's give him a posthumous listener of the week for him Um, thanks so much everybody for listening great to be back boys Um, I'm already looking forward to next week try and watch fucking AEW at least try and watch a Dynamite or a Rampage Rampage is an hour boys an hour I'm I'm just struggling because obviously there's some of shit getting done this for us Wayne coming so I'm not really really getting the time I put on AEW last night was watching Dante Martin and Tommy End which was good Stephanie's going, no, they're good moves. <laughs> that they're is... good moves. She went, how's Triple H getting on? <laughs> it was a bit of a heart attack. So, how's Triple H? Tommy's Hi, entrance is cracking, isn't it? Ah, he's good. That entrance is cracking. It's fucking some pop he gets, man. Aye. But just, uh, I just love when the lights go out and then he's like, back on, he's in a different place. You know what I mean? I love, sh- I love shit like that. You know what I mean? I love- ah, you love that guy, man. I love I'm a big fan big fan love him and Adam Cole um, so I uh, thanks everybody for listening guys Aberroad you shall sell Aberroad Audio Frontier Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy Judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.